Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows and movies and anime, including Steven Universe, Gravity Falls, and Rick and Morty. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Kathy Smith. Howdy. Today, Kathy and I will be discussing the latest Steven Universe episode, Catch and Release. Uh, very exciting uh, first kind of plotty episode in a while. We'll get into all the details and all the paradox. <laughs> that was kind of the... The main point of the episode, I guess. Um, I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, we'd had a, we'd a lot of her recently, and I don't know, she was in like the promo work that the storyboard artists were doing, so I kind of thought she'd be there. I didn't think she'd dominate the episode like this, though. That was good. And we'll, so yeah, we'll get into all that. Uh, you can find out everything about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com, uh, and we talk about Steven Universe every week. It seems like it's going to be weekly Thursday for quite a while, so looking looking good for that. Uh, so yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, Kathy, what did you think of Catch and Release? It was pretty entertaining just watching Peridot throughout the whole episode. I kind of like Peridot kind of from the beginning, but I know you've been kind of so-so on her. Yeah, it's, but, yeah, but, but you liked how she functioned her? Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I was, I don't, I've kind of not really had an opinion on Peridot. Um, I just, I've been frustrated with the with the uh back in the hide and seek that we've been playing with her i guess in the show you know it's not necessarily that i've had problems with peridot it's more just the show's function with her um but this was i think this was one of my favorite peridot ones at least in quite a while maybe maybe ever uh the characterization of her, her here was really entertaining um the thing with peridot has always been i think how she's kind of the face of evil for the show like at the moment uh yet she's the super uh kind of dorky and kind of sympathetic <laughs> character right like she never yeah. seems super threatening um and that ep- this episode kind of brought that like to the forefront uh yeah yeah, yeah she like I, like as much as i i've kind of the thing with Peridot is that she's she's running these kind of terrible experiments or whatever it seemed like we get clarity on that today um so but uh we we see like the deformed gem uh mutants and here though uh and sometimes like when she's working on them she can seem just like this diabolical scientist even if she's kind of just this dork running away from from the gems you know uh here though i i don't know how if anyone's gonna see her as super unsympathetic here here it's kind of just you kind of i don't know do you feel sorry for her like what was your reaction to peridot here did you feel sorry for her did you like uh, at least, like, empathize her in terms of her being afraid and stuff like that? I think I did feel kind of sorry for her, and well, I guess and out. She was, and just to look at the cluster, I really don't know how involved she was in actually creating them. She was not even being around back then. And and speaking of that, it's just kind of just thing popped in my head about her being, like, maybe she might be a newer gym after all, because she had, like, these lemon hands and stuff. I, that's something I, I always, I thought that was just part of her body. I didn't really expect that. Yeah, that was kind of a big reveal. Uh, you made a good point, too, so I want to note that. But, uh, yeah, the, the limb, she calls her the limb enhancers, I think, right? Um, that was that was pretty unexpected. Uh, there's kind of a dark moment when, I think, uh, uh, Garnet grabs her, and, like, it almost seems like she's dead for a minute, because <laughs> her limbs pop off. It was pretty, in this, in this kind of humorous episode, that was kind of this dark moment. Um, but I, yeah, I didn't really see that coming with her lemon hansers. You you think that makes her a uh, candidate for a newer gem? Just do you think it's because she's tech? The higher technology is more integrated with her. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, 
we, we don't really know whether the gems and the gem homeworld has technological progress, right? Um, this is something that you would like, this is something that we would assume they have because we have it. Uh, it's kind of, it's, it, it's like one of many things. It's hard to conceptualize not having just these basic, uh, traits about how the world works. Um, but they're an alien species. So it's possible that they just don't progress technologically if they've already achieved the maximum, um, what they can do. Uh, but I, I do think that is, um, at the very least artistically, like in terms of character design, if those, if her enhancements are technology that I feel like that, I agree. I think that would indicate she's a newer gem. Um, and that kind of, and that relates to the other point you made, which is that, uh, you said this, this, uh, episode gives Peridot an out in terms of like being culpable for everything. Right. Uh, which I didn't really think of. That's a great point. Um, we hear, we have here the big, the big revelation is that Peridot, came to earth to check up on the cluster right uh so last we had a i think nightmare hospital we were kind of talking about what's going on with these gem mutants and the question the big question is um like is peridot just uh and we're having a debate on that podcast is peridot enhancing something that was already there and like activating it or is she like making her own experiments and i feel like this episode heavily um implies that Peridot isn't actually doing actively like cr- trying to create anything. She's just there um, to check up on uh, whatever the cluster is. I guess she's kind of like, you know, the punch clock villain, you know, if we're going to get to tropey stuff, you know? Yeah. This, this it's, it's been a little bit unclear whether she was, uh, whether she was creating anything or whether she was like, had any actual um, responsibilities with the homeworld. But this one makes it seem like she's just like that mid-level scientist. Um, and she wasn't, I mean, scientist isn't the typical trope, but it's a, like uh, just the mid-level worker for uh, for you know Le- Yellow Diamond, whoever else is really in charge. Yeah, she was just doing grunt work, basically. Yeah, I think that this one confirms that, and there'd been a lot of not clear, a lot of uh, un- uh, you know blurriness for that uh, in the past um, in terms of the show's mythology, and of course it's because the show just slowly ramps out its mythology every episode. Um, and this was like what this was our first plot episode since. Um, <laughs> ever i don't know i guess friendship was a kind of yeah i don't know it last, it's been a while since anything's actually like moved forward we've kind of been stagnant on this peridot thing for a while so uh, you know after this you're you're feeling not angry at peridot for creating the the uh clusters do you think that she gets off like scot-free from that in terms of responsibility hmm. Well, I think it's probably just responsible as much as that she's part of this really corrupt regime. Now. Yeah. So, I mean, if you just want a comparison, it'd probably be just like, you know, well, I mean, she's a little bit more involved than that. But Yeah, I mean, it, the, one of the point, historical points of, uh, of kind of these uh, just following orders type things is that they're still responsible. Um, and if, if great atrocities happen, the question is, is what's going on here a great atrocity in terms of... Um, in terms of what they're doing, like, it's kind of unclear. It seems that, uh, that Garnet was super, uh, horrified by, or, you know, Ruby and Sapphire specifically by these gem mutants. Um, but I guess it's, it's hard to, it's hard to say. I mean, I think some people are still going to say, okay, Peridot, even though she's just doing what Yellow Diamond said, she's still responsible for the, these, these horrible mutants. Um, and I think there's going to be some people that have that opinion, but at least personally, it's hard for me to, to have hold that when I don't really know the extent to which she's doing is wrong. I've just kind of been told it's wrong by Garnet's reaction. I don't really have, I don't, we don't have enough information for me to make like this moral judgment on it. 
and it's well it's kind of di- i mean just we really don't have like a like a real world equivalent to compare it to really i mean not really i mean well we just yeah it's like what's what's our it, it, it's like not only do we not have all the information but it's just unlike anything that we know about uh just mashing different people up like that's not uh, possible except in like that uh one you know iconic dumb horror movie um and like it's it's uh so it's it's yeah it's kind of it kind of relates to the um the what i was talking about with the technological development it's like we don't really have a concept of uh of what they're doing so it's maybe hard to relate it to us um i do feel like most people it, it this episode makes you pretty hard want to root for peridot though i think regardless of um her responsibilities it like portrays her as um kind of scared and um just really she really just wants to go home they put they kind of pull the same thing with lapis here and they even reference lapis uh do, do you think she comes off like uh, what's your reaction to peridot here do, do you think it's similar at all to how you felt about lapis in um you know marriage m or whatever the episode was yeah this was more sympathetic somehow i'm not you, sure why interesting maybe it's just because well i guess we're lapis probably they just been there like for thousands like for thousands of years i don't and maybe i don't know maybe it's because she wasn't it wasn't initially as antagonistic as, as peridot is maybe she's always just go, going around she's just kind of i guess really suspicious and well i guess can't really blame her for that it's it's possible lapis was more like militant in her introduction um, whereas Peridot is more kind of is more harmless. Lapis like raises the entire ocean and threatens all of them. So maybe she seemed more antagonistic at first. I mean, personally, I've always been super sympathetic to Lapis, but that's not a super logical reaction, you know. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 uh, and and I'm not. Some people are super sympathetic to Peridot, right? So I don't. I'm not sure there, but it it is interesting to see the the reaction to Peridot. And what's maybe even more interesting is Peridot is still in the picture after this episode. She's the episode ends with her in the bathroom still. <laughs> well, I guess by the less antagonistic guys, I mean she was kinda of really to talk to Stephen and say, like, do you want to go home with me or not? And well but Peridot, but she was just, you know I'm not sure what exactly what it is. It makes yeah. me more sympathetic to laugh. I don't know, it's a hard comparison to make. Peridot's already kind of this complicated character and maybe we should focus in more on her although lapis mentioned again uh yeah. when are we gonna get resolution on lapis who knows but uh, <laughs> maybe now that we've kind of getting closer to resolving uh peridot so yeah about um hmm. so okay we could talk about a few things so we could talk about specifics in the episode we could do speculating on the gem cluster let's t- get into episode specifics a little bit first there's not much here right uh <laughs> we talked about the big moment with her with her like getting bubbled and then Steven releases the bubble. This is a very Steven reaction, right? Uh, getting worried, anxious. That's kind of a very, not only Steven reaction, kind of a main character reaction. Um, and then he releases Peridot. What do you think of Steven's decision to, to let Peridot out of the bubble? Steven just wants everybody to get along and, nego- and negotiate and cooperate with it. He's just such a sweet kid, sweet kid. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> It's this, you can't expect Steven to do anything differently here. I also think this shows that the Crystal Gems still don't have the best read on Steven, I guess. Like, it's maybe still hard for them to understand his thought processes, because, like, at the audience, we really know this is coming. Uh, but, like, they might never guess it, right? Because they're just like, oh, you know, that's the enemy, and now she's in the bubble, right? Uh, so, I don't know, maybe there's the whole thing about the Crystal Gems relating to human emotions to get into. We don't need to talk about that right now. Uh 
Mm, Peridot capturing Steven in the beginning. That's kind of how it all started. Um, it's interesting. Uh, I, I like how they approach it. I, the tone of this episode is, is pretty humorous overall. Um, and I think there's a lot of moments that really could be darker. Like this episode starts with the, the main character getting, you know, kind of kidnapped and has a character almost seemingly dying for a minute. Um, yet it remains kind of with this, uh, awkward, humorous tone throughout. Uh, how do you, what do you think of, of that decision for this episode? Do you think, do you like the tone that was established? I want to say yes. Cause I do kind of have like a funny bone in me. I kind of like humor. I like, I like humor, but hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess. I guess it always has to have this sort of balance. It can't get too dark, or otherwise, you know, first of all, it's a kid's show. And, well, it has to be not so dark that's going to scare the kids. Yeah, they've... It's like, it's like I don't know if it would feel right in terms of tone for this one to be kind of darker. Um, they've, they've always kind of established Peridot as this, uh, you know, as this kind of not super serious character. And then uh, it's not like this is big big plot it would be i think it would be a mistake to try to treat this episode as kind of this big plot movement i feel like they handle it appropriately um tone wise because uh if you ever have uh super serious uh reactions it's it's with this show that's kind of like a big a big moment and um really we don't have that much plot movement here so i feel like it's kind of appropriately toned and i feel like i made for a pretty sympathetic episode overall i mean there's not too much uh, to discuss, I kind of wrote a lot down, but not reading it over now, it's all kind of just fluff, you know. Um, Happy bear, sad kitty, I'm just trying to live my bed. Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was a pretty interesting uh, beginning to the episode. Um, Peridot not understanding how things work in the bathroom. I noticed that. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. She's like, is that a weapon? Is that a weapon? Right. Um, pretty simple. Yeah. That just shows you her mindset and we kind of read it she's kind of our gateway to the home world so we kind of read into the home world a lot from that uh you're and you're like an angry little slice of pie says steven yeah uh, oh yeah the one oh the most notable thing was uh steven says Par- without peridot's uh stuff on you're so cute it was great <laughs> that's i think that might be like a a certain portion of the fandom who really likes peridot that might be I don't, well i don't know if it's intentional or not because these episodes are they're made like a they're pretty pretty far in advance, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve, I, I, I think it makes sense with Steven, like, uh, yeah. thinking Peridot's cute. What else? Now I was just going to say, maybe they probably couldn't do this for copyright re- reasons, but, you know, everybody's going to, they use, like, a slice of pie, and, and I, I, I was thinking Dorito, because everybody calls Peridot the Dorito <laughs> on Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they could have said Doritos on there. They've, they've shied away from specific products before, I think. Uh um yeah i oh steven notable and what's with you guys making me pee outside i don't <laughs> interesting um, what what else has happened there that brings up questions didn't that happen in one episode did I, it I, happen I, I don't remember that yeah it wasn't in keystone motel or something like that where they were where they had and i said i have to use the bathroom and oh then, yeah you're right okay that's a callback to keystone motel nice yeah <laughs> they don't, the others don't know about that one though so that's interesting uh yeah so i don't know unless you can think of unless you see any other notable lines to talk about on here um oh yeah it's it's all it's been long enough we can joke about it right amethyst and seems like it's only been an hour very amethyst reaction uh yeah so 
Okay, so I guess my big uh, the big question here is um, what is the cluster? Um, do you have any initial thoughts after hearing about it from this episode? Does this do anything to change what your previous perception of what was going on with the gem mutants was? Well, they kind of dropped hints to the cluster, I think, in Jailbreak when they said they uh, when I think Paradox said that we just came here to check on the cluster when she was talking to Jasper, I think. So okay, yeah. I'm not, the, what exactly is the cluster? Though I'm thinking it might be just a, a big giant gem mutant, but that, I don't know. That that would be my only, the only thing I could think of right now. Um, because the thing is that this it seems it seems like this is tying into the gem mutants that we've seen before. It's like she's she, Paradox seemingly indicating that uh, this cluster just explains all of her actions that we've seen previously, but um, kind of intuitively just we've seen a lot of gem mutants right how is it just the cluster so maybe it's that uh what they did was they when they got to earth they mashed a bunch of gems together and since then they're expecting it to break apart or something like that um like that's the thing it's like the cluster so how is it just one thing if we've seen so many different mutants maybe the mutants are sort of like servants or something you know maybe it's like like a hive mite and the cluster is like the center of it Hmm, interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. I have no concept of how a hive mind would work with the gems. It's it is it is interesting to see to think about what's controlling these clusters, right? Because they're definitely acting out in some. And in, in Nightmare Hospital, the question was like, were they crying for help or were they like really attacking them? And it wasn't really clear. Uh, so. If I guess if they're crying for help, they have their own heads and just can't express themselves. But if they're attacking, the question is why would they be attacking? That might make more sense as part of a hive mind. Yeah, I, 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 I can't think of much much other than like just uh, just a giant uh, gem mutant cluster. Honestly, I, I'm, I, we haven't seen fan, we're recording this right after the episode. We haven't seen fan, you know, new the new meta yet, which I'm sure it will be coming, but. Uh, it, it's uh, it's interesting, and I I wonder when the show will address this because we have some not super plotty names coming up. So <laughs> I'm kind of wondering exactly the what exactly the purpose of it is. I mean, Paradox seemed to imply that it was going to destroy the Earth or something, or at least just because she was afraid she was actually going to die on Earth. Oh so. yeah, good 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 point. Um, okay, so uh, she says that um, I wrote it down somewhere. There, we're all going to. Uh, uh, crack no that's not the word she uses but it's somewhere on here shattered uh but now it's going to uh, okay so the cluster my mission was to check on the progress of the cluster in and out uh before it hatches hatches now it's going to emerge and nothing can stop it will all be shattered maybe that was just to take out maybe any remaining crystal gems hmm <laughs> yeah Right, because she specifically says we'll all be shattered. So is the question is is the cluster specifically to take out the gems on the earth, or is it um, or is it just that uh, that's like the gem version of die, right? So that's just Paradot's perspective is uh, yeah. we'll all be shattered. Oh, that re- and that also reminds me too about something Paradot said when when Stephen took her, uh, took her out of the bubble. She asked if she was going to be harvested. Now, what was that all about? Yeah. Um... I think that's just uh, that's like that would what that would, that's what she would um, assume when a bunch of like gem shards are there, like that's what she would do. It's it's implying that like that's what the home world does to random gems that are lying around harvesting. Uh, but I don't know. I didn't think, think of harvesting as like 
like when I when if I heard Paradox I Harvest, I would I would think about like um, birthing gems, right? That's kind of always been my perception is that gems are harvested when they're born, but Paradox made it seem like harvesting is a negative. Hmm. Harvested to become part of the cluster, uh, become gem mutants. Like you take the gem, and then maybe that's the harvesting. Maybe they don't just do experiments on Earth. Maybe they do a bunch of messed up experiments on Homeworld too. I think I think that's definitely what uh, what we would be led to believe from what we've seen. Uh, but yeah, that's true. This is a good point. Harvesting. Um, this has to. I have to change my my language now with the, with the crystal gems because uh, we we now have a canon uh, use of harvesting, but it's a negative. So yeah, I have no idea what that would what that would mean. Uh, the, and the cluster, so the cluster is going to take over there. So that's kind of this is going to be the plot of season two. Now this is kind of the impetus for the rest of the season. So we have to stop the cluster. Um, but what is what is what is the cluster? How is it going to destroy the earth? Um, how does it relate to the mutants? These are all questions that this episode brings up. And we have to somehow tie in Malachi into all this. Yeah. Uh, when will Lapis be back? That is my big question. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's. It's, so we have a lot now. I don't know. This is not even the halfway point of the of the season. We're, we're in season one in episode 18. Probably like nothing. Yeah. We've gotten the second line one already. Um, it's next week when it rains and it seems... I, I saw a description of that somewhere. But it, uh, it didn't seem like we're going to directly tie to this. I am not sure. Steven helps out a friend who's afraid of thunderstorms. Maybe that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's Paradox, yeah, and they just wouldn't put Paradox in there. So now we're going to see like five episodes about uh, Steve, Steven and Paradox bonding. That'd be cute, I guess, although a little bit uh, tiring. So how, what's the resolution with Paradox? Uh, are they going to like? You have to think that they're going to release her back to the homeworld at some point. Like, I, it's either that or like try to um, integrate her into the Crystal Gems, which I just can't see. Well, it could set up their redemption arc. Yeah, well, like, what's the end? Like, let's say she uh, she comes to understand what the crystal gems really are, and she's sympathetic to them. What's the what's the end game there? Um, she's just gonna stay with them. She's gonna go back. Uh, she's gonna do her own thing. Go back to the home world. Um, it's it's hard. It's hard to imagine a resolution which Paradox stays on Earth for me. Like right now, she's just so um, her her mindset is just so anti uh, the Earth and the gems on the Earth. She could learn to like Earth to hang out with Steven, who knows? Yeah, and you could see it happening, but I feel like that would take a while. That's the thing. Yeah, that's a good point. But, you know, I guess in my mind, if Paradox were to, like, join the Crystal Gems or whatever, I mean, she'd be sort of like an asset to them because she would have, like, a lot of insider knowledge, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, she could just tell them any everything about what the Homeworld's doing. And more importantly, she can tell us about the Homeworld because we have no idea. Yeah, so I, I'm interested to see where we go from from here this kind of changes this episode is always a game changer in that we get the reveal of the cluster and then we get a new state of peridot being captured um but at the same time you could almost see them see them just uh resolving peridot somehow like maybe she goes back to the home world and they still don't know what the cluster is and then we're back to kind of status quo so i don't know the question for me is is are things really different now and I'm not sure if the answer to us, yeah, because we don't really have enough information at the end. I think. Yeah, I think we'll need to watch. Need to watch. See a couple more episodes to make sure. Yeah, uh, 
Ooh, I, I see. I'm I opened up uh, Eric Thurm's AV Club review of <laughs> Catch and Release. Uh, I hadn't read it yet before we started, and I see Avatar: The Last Airbender Zuko. So let's read that sentence. Uh, and it's pretty really. S- <laughs> Uh, the vil- Let's read his first paragraph. The villain who eventually joins the heroes, however begrudgingly, is a long-standing genre tradition. It's an easy way to explore new character territory by asking what make what might make the bad guy or girl, who is often the coolest and most badass person in, in a story, flip and become good. Um, and it's produced some of the best characters in animation, from Dragon Ball Z's Vegeta, who is essentially the template from which all further frenemies draw, to the Grinch, to Avatar the Last Airbender Zuko, whose face turn in the Western Air Table makes for the best episode of that already makes for the best episode of that already excellent series what that is a terrible opinion with catch and release it looks like steven universe is beginning to explore that territory in the figure of peridot okay so eric thurm i mean i haven't read the rest of his review yet but uh eric thurm makes it seem like uh peridot's gonna he thinks eric peridot's gonna pull a zuko and turn good i like okay first of all excusing the atrocious opinion at the western that the western air temple is the best episode of avatar not even top 30 uh excusing that like Zuko in the in the, the in season three is not Zuko at all. It's so different than Peridot right now. Zuko is very obviously had the potential to turn to turn good at the end. He went through this season long, incredible journey like face turn arc in season two, uh, one of the best sing, single season character arcs of all time. Uh, Peridot hasn't had any impetus to really change yet. She's just seen Stephen being sympathetic to her. The only thing that's probably calling or that they haven't called me is she's a good guy working with bad guys so far. That's yeah, it's is like and the thing is Zuko was already always kind of a point of view character of the show, even when he was uh, an antihero. Uh it's and we kind of saw him as this good guy, uh, with just this bad situation. I don't think we see Peridot as um as like this uh potential good guy. I mean we're sympathetic to her, but I don't I feel like it's not uh to that extent at all. And Zuko had like like moral struggles. He questioned what he was doing at times. And well, Peridot, she does it at this point. She just wants to go home, and she's not even questioning anything at all, basically. Yeah, it's 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 like a completely different situation. I think um, if 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 uh, he ends the review, if Peridot becomes Steven's pet project, I definitely wouldn't say no. I could see Steven trying to you know trying to work at her more it's it's like trying to be sympathetic to her be nice to her make her respond to them that that i can see i just don't see her responding like for a long while i don't know i it's i i wonder if more people will have this reaction i i don't know how i feel about a potentially long peridot turns good arc like it would have to be long for me and i'm not sure i feel i am fine with her interacting with the main cast for a few episodes and to what extent yeah. i'm not sure so we're not even sure about yet yeah no 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 idea really what's what's to come and what's going on with peridot uh eric therm gives this uh, this episode an a minus as his um review grade what do you think of that uh eh. maybe it, might give it that, but maybe, then again, I'm not very good at grading things, uh, and I kind of want to be generous with things, but I guess B plus, B plus might be more reasonable, maybe. I'm thinking B plus, too, yeah. Like, I liked it. Uh, I liked it, you know, maybe I like Sadie's song more than this. You know, I, <laughs> Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, it was a great episode and all, but I'm just like... I, I know it, I'm always clamoring for plot, and when we get a plot <laughs> episode, I'm going to give it a lower grade than the previous one, but Sadie's song was just such a nice, coherent unit. Uh, and this one, um, 
has a little bit of uh you know i love i love things that are like self-contained and this episode's a little bit self-contained because it has this peridot arc going on but it's just so it just seems so much as one part of a whole it's just like if we're going to grade it on its own that's the thing with grading the show is the episodes, these episodes are 10 minutes and they're always they're almost kind of parts of a whole um more so than episodes than episodes of seasons of tv usually are uh see no no this is like a solid plot direction moving forward episode that's just hard to judge without seeing what's to come i think yeah cool uh last last thoughts on uh, catch and release uh big i don't know i don't know if we missed much we didn't really talk about the gems reactions to paradox and stuff like that but this was basically paradox the episode so uh, more more of uh i look it looks like we'll be seeing more of peridot without uh, her extremities things the artificial things which was pretty cute i agree with steven That's she looks so weird without them it looks like it looked like she was just a head with the on a rag doll almost it's, she looked much smaller like the, yeah. the very uh distinctive animation for that yeah i agree all right so i'm dylan heisen that's kathy smith uh kathy where can we find more of you on Tumblr. Toongale.tumblr.com I'm Dylan OVA on Tumblr. Uh, you can find all of our social media links um, on overlyanimated.com uh, and you, th- you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to our current patrons, Shayna, Mitch Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Andy, Jamie, aka Haina, Fever, Mitch Cordell, University, Beatrix, Strange, Buzz Lightyear, and Mailman. No Jamie this episode. We saw him last episode though. Or to a leo no yeah last episode and uh it's uh more steven universe discussion next week with uh when it rains which i'm pretty convinced now is uh talking about peridot in the as the friend who's afraid of thunderstorms yeah that 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 description makes me seem makes me think we're getting some sort of um peridot become sympathetic to the gems arc though because like if steven's helping if we have a whole episode now of steven helping peridot then then that's seemingly where we're going so we'll see with that uh last thoughts on catch and release or anything angry slice of pie angry slice of pie yes that's a good one that'd be the, and that would be what we'd end on if this were uh, from the spirit world podcast but yeah it was it's it became a five minute discussion of what to end on all the time though uh so yeah thanks for listening guys we'll see you next week um and next podcast for us is monday's rick and morty i believe no gravity falls next week um but we will have rick and morty and steven universe and potentially moving city to talk about so uh thanks for listening guys see you next time bye